This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. You're listening to the Raider Cody Podcast, the official podcast of RaidersBeat.com. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing. Just win, baby. You're going to get everything I got. Everything I got. Give me everything you got. Do it for the man next to you. Let's go. Let's go, Raiders on three. One, two, three. Let's go get there. We talk about rebuilding, rebuilding. How do you rebuild? I don't think that Gruden came in to rebuild. I think he came to set his roster on fire. Raider Nation, what is going on? Coming to you guys live post-draft, three days wrapped up. What do we have, seven picks? Yeah. And we're done, dude. I mean, we this had is that a little, little roller coaster ride of, uh, of an NFL draft. Obviously, we had that yeah. first day, which threw everybody out of whack. There's a few fans that That was even, like the first turn. Yeah, they tried to, like, quit on the team. They're not going to quit. Some did. How can a fan actually, I mean, it's there. You know what I mean? Like, even if you try and root for another team, how does it even stick i don't know when you have thousands of dollars invested into clothes tattoos merchandise yeah, yeah. tickets all that, i i don't get it but to each their own i mean we obviously made up for it redeemed ourselves with the the second pick you can all right yes if dude. You, i mean look if you want to if you yeah. want to make it seem better you could flip the picks yeah and say we got married in the first round and we got yeah. another win in the second round yeah and the day it worked out and if they're both good players who cares so shout out to the live chat i see you guys in there john parker ivan the great Tyler Raider, Al Raider Nation, Anthony, Daniel. I see you guys in there. Yeah. Uh, appreciate you guys always tuning in. It's been a while since we went live. And I'm, well, I mean, we went live yesterday on Periscope, but that doesn't really count. And Twitter Spaces, which was cool. That was cool. But back live on YouTube. Um, so appreciate you guys sticking this out with us. And we want to discuss every single pick. And I want to take callers. So if you're watching now, I want to take live callers, sit down and talk with me and Kenny King. Your thoughts, your frustrations, your excitement excitement about making the playoffs in yeah. 2021. I'm excited about yeah. winning the Super Bowl in 2021. Hey, let's see, that's the type of energy we need right now in yeah, the studio. Man. So let's kick this thing off, man. Um, like I said, it was a roller coaster ride. Alex, I'm going to say Leatherhead. <laughs> it's there, like it's stuck. It's That's going to be your new, That's you're going to get a jersey made that says Alex Leatherhead? Dude, that would be amazing. If it said Leatherhead. Leatherhead just, 70. And get a leather helmet, yeah, old leather helmet. That's the, that's the new super fan. Oh, dude. that's gonna You're going to bring back super fan Leatherhead. Cody. <laughs> Leatherhead Cody. Oh, my goodness. So he comes in, he's 6'5", 312 pounds. Yeah. I mean, won, what, two championships? Yeah, won uh, the Allen mm-hmm. uh, Award winner. Yeah, so best best college football player, or best lineman in in the yeah. draft. Yeah, I mean, you can't ask for more. No, and he's very versatile, and that's what's great. I feel like about Leatherhead, dude. It's I'm telling you, it's there. Like it's the it's the first thing that pops in my mind is Leatherhead. So, so that's the great thing about Leatherwood 
is he played right guard. He played a lot of left tackle. Yeah. And the difference is, I think, making a flip, what's going to help is, like I said, he played right guard. So he's already kind of flipping mm-hmm. his motions, and he's he's used to going back and forth. Now yeah. he's just got to take those mechanics as a left tackle and switch them over to the right side. And I think it's very possible, and I think Tom Cable's excited yeah. about it. I think Tom Cable's excited about it. I think the Raiders organization is excited about it. And you look at the offensive line, right? you got Denzel Good right next to him, and that's a great person to learn next to because Denzel Good pretty much played everywhere on the line last year. Yeah, he was able to fill in for Richie Incognito. He filled in for uh, Brandon Par- or not Brandon Parker, um, Trent Brown when he went down, and so Good is going to be that good conduit that's going to be able to help him with that. <laughs> but I also think at the same time, you know, you look at somebody who played left tackle, you have the athleticism to go back to the right hand to the right side, do that. It's going to going to give the Raiders a lot more versatility that we like we talked about the other day. Yeah. You know, Leatherface. That's a ooh. We got a couple in there. We got okay. Anthony and Five and Nine Raider. Shout out to Five and Nine Raider. Yeah, Leatherface. That could be a good one. So Leatherwood. Um, back if I'm if I'm going to go back all the way to right now, 2018 in college, he had 486 pass blocking snaps. Okay, 486 pass blocking snaps. Okay, allowed two sacks and 21 total pressures. Those are all at right guard. That was the only year he's ever – he's only taken 12 snaps total at right tackle through his college career, and that was that year in 2018. So then he made the switch these last two years, 2019 and 2020. Um, they, he both both times over 400 pass blocking snaps. 2019, zero sacks allowed, 10 pressures, right? And that was all at left tackle. And then last year was uh, three sacks allowed, 16 pressures. Um, solid. I mean, that's a, that's an yeah. anchor right there. Five sacks. And a total of fourteen hundred and fifty-one pass blocking snaps, five sacks allowed. Um, that's uh, it's pretty good. It's Rodney Hudson numbers, right there. And I mean, it's not. <laughs> I mean, it's not like he's just playing for some small school either. Right. You know what I mean? You're playing, he's playing for Bama. Bama. I mean, you're yeah. playing. You're playing teams. Championship it, pedigree. You mm-hmm. know, he's got. He he knows the championship mindset. Uh, he's got familiarity with Josh Jacobs, Kenyon Drake, with Henry Ruggs. So mm-hmm. I think that adds to it. I think that you know, having knowing Josh Jacobs' running style. And knowing how Josh likes to be blocked for, yeah. I think that's huge. Yeah. I think that a lot of people don't think about that, where Josh knows how to play with this guy, and he knows yeah. how to run behind him, and he knows, and Leatherface knows what Josh wants to run. So I, yeah. I'm excited about it, especially in the red zone, because we need somebody to push that line back in the red zone. Yeah, we need to move the, we need to move it in the red zone. So I'm, I'm excited about that. Yeah, it's nice to have you in studio again. It is kind of nice, huh? Yeah, three days now. This is this is our last day together. You tired I, of me yet? Uh, I mean, when you got here, yeah, I was already. So, so I can imagine how I feel now. Anyways, I so, didn't do it, but I did it. I didn't do it, but I did it. So free safety. We come out, and this is where, you know, Raider Nation is frustrated, and I get it. Um, until we see how they pan out, I'm not really going to be mad at the pick because mock drafts have, in a way, ruined us and manipulated us and yes i get they they have value yeah but they're not nfl boards and there's a lot of guys that you know even fans and i get it fans have their opinion and want their picks i'm the same way that's almost the reason i didn't really try and fall in love with too many players this year because i always get disappointed but um you can't you can't judge mox i mean no you can't chris sims had justin fields going 32 yeah exactly i mean come on yeah you can't my drafts are all over the board. I feel like the first, like the first five picks, you can you can pretty much judge. Like you can say mm-hmm. these guys are going to go in this place. After that, all bets are off. Yeah, especially in the National Football League, all bets are off. Anywhere a player, anywhere a team sees a need and they see a value in a player, they're going to take that player. Yeah. If you have, as you say, hey, we need an offensive tackle, then you take an offensive tackle at seventeen. Yeah. If that's your biggest need, 
Yeah. Teams are going to draft for need. Yeah. If that player isn't there, then you go best player available. But at the at the time being, that was what they needed. Yeah. And then they saw Merrick in the second round. They said, well, shoot. Yeah. We have, <laughs> let's go. Let's what, go get our guy. Every team does that. Every yeah. team is going to draft need. Every general manager is still going to try. And, you know, you look at the best players available. And if there's a star there that you just can't pass up, yeah, you you go for that. But in our situation, I felt like that was the best possible case. I want you guys to, to, to lay a grade out, um, you know, A, B, C, D, F, you know, I, I mean, I want drop it in the chat real quick. Drop in the chat what grade you guys would do, um, plus or minuses or accepted. I'd, I'd give it a, uh, I'd give it a B. I'd give it a B pick uh, just because it solidified a need. And the only reason I think it's not an A is just because of what is known as value, and right. also knowing uh, how I mean, just the, the draft is a crapshoot. Anyways, it's really hard to get like that. It could be an A pick by the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, I looked at Bleacher Report when the pick came out, and I think Bleacher Report had graded an F. Um, I looked at Mo uh, Mo Moten. Yeah, he, he gave Mo. us yeah he gave us a B minus. That's good for that pick. I think I think that's, that's a very solid grade. I think that I would say B minus C plus uh, for where it was. Yeah, but I think that when you look at the second round, going back, being able to trade up, get Merrick, and be able to get Leatherwood in yeah. back to back, I think that that gives the draft grade a little bit higher. Uh, a little bit higher grade. Exactly. We're looking at the whole class. You know, it wasn't exactly. just one pick. And it was exactly. funny, too, because uh, the, one of the biggest reactions was like, what about defense? What about defense? And it's like, <laughs> man, well, well, I think Mayock hurt us. Mayock definitely hurt <laughs> us. And uh, I think the biggest thing was it wasn't just what about defense. It was what about the secondary? And yeah. what are we going to do about free safety? What are we going to do about corner? What are we going to do about nickel? What are we going to do about all these players yeah. that there were question marks around in that secondary? We filled those needs. Yeah, trading up and getting Merrick was huge. Trayvon Merrick yeah. coming in at the 43rd overall pick, which was amazing to me. 6'2", 202 pounds, out of TCU. Love me some TCU. Um, and he played, I'd say, a little under a quarter of his snaps were at free safety. Yeah. I think I have it here. Hold on. 172 out of 755 snaps at free safety. And that's enough to be versatile. Mm -hmm. He can play in the box. He can get down in the slot. You know, I mean, I feel like he's kind of just that do-it-all type guy. Um, in 2019, he had 47 targets thrown his way, basically, in coverage. He allowed 25 receptions for yards and three touchdowns. 57.8 passer rating allowed, which is amazing. 12 pass breakups. Yeah. That's great in 2019. Then he even steps it up in 2020. I think teams almost realized, let's maybe not throw it his way so much, right? He comes out, he comes out in 2020, targets drop, 41 targets. 20 receptions allowed, 208 yards, two touchdowns allowed, 51.7 passer rating last year. Um, eight pass breakups and two interceptions. And for a safety, yeah. that's good because safety NFL passer ratings are going to look a lot worse than a corner just because you're the dude that can get screwed in yep. coverage and you get all the worst blown up plays. So that's telling me he's not letting plays blow up in his face. And we saw it a lot last year. Uh, last year? Yeah, we saw we and the year before, yeah. and the year before I that. Mean, you have Reggie Nelson, you got Eric Harris, you got Dallin Levitt, you got Jeff Heath. I mean, look, you got you finally got a safety yeah. back there. You finally got a guy who's going to be able to go. And at the same time, we've got Gus Bradley, who's good with young players. Looking through the looking through the comments here, I see a lot of A's. I see some B pluses. I see some B's. Um, Are they dropping a grade right now on the, on the Merrick pick because of the trade up? Right? What do we do? Jump four? We jump four spots? What do we do? To get him, I think we I think we traded up like four spots or four something. Four spots with the uh, with the uh, Great America 49ers. Yeah, and then we jumped, yeah. we leapfrogged Cowboys. 
yep. who they expected was going to grab Trayvon. Yeah. We have two Trayvons now in the secondary. Yeah, two Trayvon. Two Trayvon M's. Ooh. Man. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything. Which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. I saw here somebody said uh, somebody said Nate Hobbs has a video on on YouTube clowning AB. Oh, I gotta I gotta see I gotta check yes. that out. We gotta find that and uh, we have some homework to do yeah. after this. That's amazing. Born to be a Raider, I guess, right? Yeah. So drop your grade there. What you guys thought think about uh, trading up and grabbing Merrig? Um, I think he's going to immediately transition into playing right next to Jonathan Abram, as he should, being an early pick. First-round talent in the second round. Amazing. Made us feel, I think, really good to, you know, feel like we stole a guy that was in mock yeah. drafts valuable. See, but no I one ever him. thinks about that because he fell. You know what I mean? Right. Like, so I had him going 17. I had him. He was, when I did my video for who we, who we should take at 17, I had him. Yeah, you wanted him. I had Jenkins and I had Parsons. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, for us to get him in the second round, it's a huge steal. Yeah, I'm giving it a A for sure. That's an A for sure. Yeah. Yeah. The trade up, I almost want to give him an A plus. Yeah. It's kind of funny. It's almost like Mayock did that just to be like, okay, here's your value, guy. <laughs> right, shut up. <laughs> shut up. I love you. Keep shut up. <laughs> oh, man. I was, I was pretty pumped with that. So, after two picks, we, we solidified our two biggest needs, I would say. Still had secondary holes, like you were saying. Yep. And, yeah, we definitely took care of that. But the next pick was a defensive end out of a familiar place, the 79th overall pick, defensive end Malcolm yeah. Kuntz. Yeah. I went to school with the Kuntz, but it was K-O-O-N-T-Z. A little different. Same thing. 6'3", yeah. 250 pounds, Buffalo. Buffalo. Who do we know out of Buffalo? Um, mm. Ladarius Mack. Yes, him. <laughs> yeah, so he's he was listed in college as an outside, lined up on the defensive line as an edge rusher pretty much the entire time. So he's going to come in off the edge, and I think kind of just be that dude that I feel like fills the role that's missing with Arden Key, that we expected yeah. the Arden Key to be, the third down guy that comes in off the edge. Quicker, lighter. What is he? He's 6'3", 250. I mean, he's about the same size as Mac. As yeah. Mac was when he came into yes. the league. Mac's yes. a lot bigger now, but so we'll see how he bulks up. Hopefully, there's yeah. some you know something in the water over there in Buffalo that makes him you know, like that. Hey, I'll, I'll tell you this. I think that uh, I saw the pro comp for him, and it's, I think the pro comp was Yannick Ngakwe. Ooh, and so maybe a little uh, successor or a little you know yeah. he has his he has his mentor in the building at yeah. least. Yeah, I mean, look, if you, I think that anything is better than what we had at Arden Key. Significantly better. I was actually. I was really surprised that we didn't take a defensive tackle in this draft. And I know that Barmore was the best defensive tackle in the draft and he got yeah. taken, but I was really surprised, but I also wasn't surprised because we have like 12 defensive tackles on the roster. Yeah. Um, but seeing a guy like Coons come off the board, coming in the third round, I think it's a, a good value pick. I, I would probably give it maybe a C plus. Ooh. Okay. You know, that's, yeah. a, that's my thought process on it. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just, man, we have so many defensive linemen. Yeah. It's almost ridiculous. But he came in 2018 and 2019 combined. 85 pressures and 14 sacks through those two seasons. And then last year, uh, played six games, 26 pressures and five sacks in six games, which is good. It's, there's, he gets after it. There's production there. Yeah. 
And now we're going to see what they translate. I don't see him having too much playing time at the that's beginning the of the thing. season. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, you've got you got to look at it. You got you got Max. You have Klee. You got Yannick. Mm-hmm. Like those are going to be your big three, the, yeah. the rotating guys. He's going to come in. He's going to be a pass, most likely a pass rush specialist. He'll be yeah. in in some of those packages. But we have to think of he's probably going to get maybe fifteen. 25 I was going to say snaps a game. I was going to say yeah. I was, I was almost going to say less than that. 10, yeah. 15, well, depending on special teams. And yeah. All that I mean, whatnot, depending. But. Unless yeah. he shows out in practice, I mean, you, yeah. you know. He could. Yeah, you never know. He could earn it quick. You know, it could yeah. be three or four games in the season. All of a sudden, now he's, you know, got a bigger role. Yeah, I like it. Drop drop that grade for Malcolm Kuntz, what you guys think. Defensive end out of Buffalo. Um, that's just one of those small school kids that you don't yeah. know if they're going to be good or if they're just going to be an average roster guy like a lot of them are. But you never know. You could, you know, diamond in the rough get him into an actual program. I mean, if yeah. he was playing for a big school, he could have maybe been a better player. Now you're getting him into a, this new fancy Raiders facility, right, Man. in Las Vegas. The Raiders. The Raiders. And we're going <laughs> to see what he can develop into with yeah. with the right equipment at his disposal. Get on that Deuce Gruden plan. Ooh, Deuce Deuce. <laughs> Man. Um, so we had back-to-back picks again this year, just like we did last year. Hopefully one of these guys isn't getting traded before the season starts. Uh, 80th overall Designed a Diablo. Yeah. Diablo. 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 Diablo? Diablo. 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 I don't know, but I, I thought it was interesting that he wore all white for his draft party. His name was Diablo. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Maybe he's trying to maybe kiss up to Mark Davis a little bit. <laughs> well, then you'd have to wear the gray, the gray lead gray lee dungarees oh yeah <laughs> with the with the stained white stained white sweatshirt yeah, he could be he could be kissing up to the, the comes, new owner he got he got to know something you if know? he comes in with a bowl cut we know exactly what he's doing yeah so this is another he, he was basically a safety but played everywhere this is virginia tech 6'3 226 which is very comparable i would say it's almost like a little like merrick like it, yeah. it, it, i mean what's merrick it's 62 202 He's just he's just an inch bigger and uh, has a little bit. I think he's. I mean, he's pretty beefed up. I think the biggest thing that we're looking at is we've gotten bigger DBs. Yeah, we went from the smaller, shorter guys to you know we got six two, six three. I want to see Isaiah Johnson get some playing time. Oh, I mean, look, the guy had two game savers for us last season. Yeah, I think that 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 warrants him a little bit more playing time. I think it gets him an opportunity to come into the game and and do something. Um, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see, but I think Diablo, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I believe Diablo's pro comp was uh, Cam uh, Cam Chancellor. Really? Now, you can take that for what it, for what it's worth. I mean, obviously, when Obi Melifamu was brought in, he had a pro comp of Cam Chancellor as well. But I feel like Diablo loves football more than, than Obi does. Yeah. So. Mm. I just want to see Isaiah Johnson get out there with these guys, honestly. Give Ooh. him a chance out there outside with Mullen. So looking at the – looking at the – Oh, never mind. It got pulled, but it looks like it said Diablo was a former high school quarterback. Interesting, interesting, and he can play all over the place. Like I said, I mean, he's, he, he, to me, he's just like Merrick. He can play. He'll play in the box. Yeah, play a lot of slot, free safety. He can be all over the place. He kind of just that that plug and play, um, and see where that goes. And then we go back to back safeties. Uh, Tyree Gillespie. 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 Like Dizzy. I always I, I, like Dizzy Gillespie. I'm I'm doing Gillespie. No, that's For fun. That's it's stuck, dude. That's that's a condition. I said it earlier. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like it, like my left eye got stuck down. Like I, I think I just developed galepsies. Can't make comments about eyes, okay? 
I'm telling you. So he comes in six foot two ten. Mizzou. Shout out to Fallon and her husband. Yeah. Mizzou. Yeah. So Fallon this, Smith. So he's uh obviously basketball. This is football Mizzou safety. I mean, I guess we gotta make that clear now since we're signing basketball players as well. Oh yeah. This is a football player. And um kind of just a center fielder, dude. Just a center fielder. That was just his primary role. Get out there. Be the top dude. Like if if it's going through and it's gonna be a touchdown, it's gonna be going through Gillespie. 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 <laughs> Can we draft guys like the next guy, Nate Hobbs? That's amazing. So easy to say. <laughs> so, anyways, back to Tyree. I'm just gonna call him Tyree. 2018 through 2020. So that's three seasons. He had 47 targets, 27 receptions allowed, seven touchdowns, no interceptions in those three years. A little concerning, but fourth-round pick. You're not going to go out there and draft a bunch of pro bowlers every single round. Um, he could be a solid-depth dude. And I, I, as we saw even with um, Muse last year, like it was kind of already like a – I don't want to say we're drafting special teamers, right. but we want to draft guys, I think, that can have those roles of being able to just be a football player. And I think this yeah. is kind of one of those one of those picks. Fun fact about Tyree Gillespie is he actually held Kyle Trask to eight yards. Ooh. And he stopped Najee on the goal line. See, that's why – So those are – I mean – that's why he's never going to be the next Darren Waller. Darren Waller wouldn't get held to eight yards. No. No. I mean, who's going to hold Darren Waller to eight yards? Honey Badger? <laughs> you know, we were talking about that. He's so the, – the, the, the Waller comp is, is there over and over and over again. Right. But he's very, like, maybe in the, in the college realm, he yeah. was a Darren Waller comp. In the NFL – He's not a Darren Waller. No, Darren's Darren's way. I mean, he's bigger. He's stronger. way bigger. I, I think that yeah. You look at the high, you look at the college realm. Of course, he's going to be pro comp to him because that's the closest comparison. But I mean, you get into college or you get into the pros, it's completely different. Darren's bigger. Uh, he's he's been doing more things. Um, what's up, neighbor Dave? <laughs> How you doing there, buddy? You know, but, to your comment there. <laughs> uh, that's funny. But I think, you know, I think that you have to, you kind of got to put him at that pro comp. But I, I think that Kyle Pitts is going to be a stud. Don't get me wrong. I think he's going to be an absolute stud. Bust. In, bust. <laughs> I think he's going to be a stud, <laughs> especially with Matt Ryan. But, um, you know, giving that comp of, of Darren Waller, it's, it's tough to, to give him somebody right now. One catch. That's in the comments. Held Pitts to one catch. Amazing. I don't think Darren Waller's ever been held to one catch. <laughs> Not by some fourth rounder. Top two, and it ain't two. <laughs> so in the fifth round, again, secondary. Nate Hobbs. I'm sensing a trend here. Nate Hobbs. I want. It's almost like we needed some secondary players. It's crazy after. I mean, of course, safety was a big need, but it's crazy how we're still kind of making our rounds for corners. When oh. we have, I, we talked about it last night, we have Bolin, who's a early second rounder. Yep. We have Arnett, who was a first-rounder. We have Abram, that was a first-rounder. We have Carl Joseph, who was a first-rounder. And now we're still – and now we have a second-rounder in uh, Merrig. And we're just – we're doing everything that we can. And now it's, I think it's just up to Gus Bradley. Like, we got to do something here. we got to turn this defense into what we've been wanting it to be the last three years. And it obviously didn't happen with uh, Gunther. <laughs> I mean, the guy – I've never like, said his name like that, and I don't know why I just did. Gunther. Uh, the guy – I mean, look – anybody that says, I don't know how to prepare for this game, 
in a press conference before yeah. a game. Yeah. I'm sorry. All bets are off. I can't. I can't win yeah. with you. So Illinois here, Nate Hobbs, six foot, 195 pounds. Um, he's more of like he played a lot of outside. Seemed like he would follow some guys around. He played in the slot a little bit. He was in the box. He blitzed. He had a couple sacks. He had like two sacks throughout his college career, mm-hmm. which is nice. 141 total tackles, three interceptions, 17 pass breakups, 101.1 passer rating. You got It's hard because you got to take these things with a grain of salt. You yeah. got to watch him play. You got to see his technique, and you got to see if if it's, if it's just not quite fundamentally sound and just needs to kind of get back to the basics. And I think that's luckily with a lot of these DBs, we're going to be doing that with Bradley. He, yeah. he's, he's eliminating the mental thought process and I think allowing these guys to be more instinct players. And yep. we talked about that already before with Abram. Yeah. Obviously, I feel like that's what he thrives more on. You see the bad angles. You see him getting there late. I think it's just because there's so much of a mental aspect. He's not able to trust his instincts as much. And I really want to see that with Mullen. Yeah. Also, who was the guy that we just had? I was talking about RaidersBeat.com. Shout out to RaidersBeat.com. Make sure you uh, go subscribe to their website and all, you know, they try and bust out a bunch of breaking news articles and little tidbits and nuggets, things that are being said, people talking trash about the Raiders. Put some stuff to bed. It's pretty good. RaidersBeat.com. I I was talking to him um, two days ago. Rashawn Melvin was whenever he came in. Yeah. We brought him in. He was pretty good. Yeah. But he came in, he just kind of started, like, falling off. Well, then his big thing was that he was asked to do something completely different than what he had ever done. And why? You know what I mean? Why? But we had that a lot. We had that with Sean Smith. We had that with uh, with Sean Melvin. I mean, Gunther did that with a lot of guys. You bring in players that that don't fit your system, and you want to try to change them to fit your system. Yeah. It it doesn't work. It doesn't work like that. You know, look at – I think the prime example of of that happening was when you look at Namdi Asamoah. Yeah, Namdi was a stud with the Raiders. Yeah, you know, he went to Philly, and, and then he goes to Philly, and they try they changed they changed the way that he played. They put him in like a zone or something. They put him in way. zone. He was a man. He was a man corner. Yeah, just let him sit out there by himself and do work. They signed, remember they signed all those players, their quote unquote dream team. Yeah, and what did they do? I don't know. Nothing. Who? <laughs> <laughs> then our final pick, seventh rounder. We didn't have we didn't have a sixth rounder, didn't we? I think we packaged that to trade up at one point. Yes. So, ended with a 7th rounder, 230th overall. We get another center, Jimmy Morrissey. And I don't understand this pick necessarily. Um, I, want, I want you guys to drop a grade for this entire day. Four, five, six, and seven rounds. Drop a grade, A through F, on what you thought about all these final picks. Uh, Morrissey I didn't quite get because I don't see how, unless, maybe I need to look at the contract more of Nick Martin. Is he very cuttable? Yeah. Or do we plant this guy on the practice squad yeah it'll be interesting i mean obviously with when you have a seventh rounder they're most likely not going to play the first year i see him being like a lester cotton the guy that's you know that's put on i the love lester squad. Cotton. i like lester too i think lester can be you know he'll be serviceable in this league um but i think that he's a guy that's going to probably sit on the practice squad for a year i think that you know andre james and nick martin are probably going to battle it out andre's probably going to win because the raiders seem to love him a little bit more mm-hmm. um and obviously andre's been working a lot with Derek lately so i think that mm-hmm. gives him an edge as well um i don't see jimmy you know making the 53 no, I mean, yeah. but i do see him being somebody stashed away on the practice squad you know and who knows maybe they move him to guard maybe yeah. they, you know maybe they move him to another position yeah so that's going to run me around out our draft. I'm not going to talk about undrafted guys until I see everybody that we grab. Yeah. I think we've got, got a couple already. We've done it. I mean, the Raiders have done a really good job with the undrafted guys. Shout out Alec Ingold. Yeah. Um, we've gotten some studs in the, in the, in the undrafted free agency market. 
Yeah. Carlos Gonzalez, why are you watching a Raider a Raider channel if you if the Raiders Oh, he's a 49er just, fan? Yeah. They obviously don't have any good content creators at the 49ers apparently. I mean, mm. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I, I think Gruden know. wants the Raiders to run downhill 60% of the time. Carl will play play action, drop, throw darts. Eh. I think that, yeah, I think that Gruden wants to run a lot more. I think that's why you bring a guy like Leatherhead in. See, now you got me doing it. Leatherhead. <laughs> but, yeah, I think that's why you bring a guy like Leatherwood in is because he's a phenomenal run blocker. Yeah, I don't know if this is going to work here, fellas. I don't think that we can hear the caller going through. Hmm, that's unfortunate. Michael Naylor said he was he would name his first son Woody. So it would be Woody oh, Naylor. Oh, man. Woody. Woody Naylor? Yes, he would. Yes, he would. Anyway, so needs were addressed. What would justify an A? Hmm. I feel I feel like you can't shout out to John Q in the chat. I feel like I call it oh 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 oh. Okay, we're gonna have to get out of that for now. Sorry guys. Unfortunately we can't take callers because my system's not going through and I don't know why. So <sighs> That's a hate technical difficulties, Kenny King. So I think justifying an A is going to be after the season. Yeah. To see how they do or in a year or two. You know what I mean? It's yeah. a, it's just like the the first Mike Mayock draft. Uh with with Farrell and like everyone's giving them like, "Oh, draft sucked." You know, C, D, people grading them F. F. And then it ended up being probably the best draft class of the year. Yeah. So I feel like early grades are are just kind of reactionary. Um, those picks are always based off value. Once again, mock tr- mock value. Yeah. And so you can't really place a value on a player that you haven't seen play in the NFL. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing is you know we talk about this all the time. You can't label a player a bust after one year. Yeah. You know you look at look at um, Alex Smith, prime example. Alex Smith his first few years had horrible seasons, but it was because of coaching. He goes to Kansas City and becomes a playoff comes a playoff quarterback yeah you know you look at guys like josh allen josh allen was another one that, that people called the bus his first year yeah he ended up being a pretty damn good quarterback exactly so i think that you know i think people are quick to i think people are quick to call players bus i think people are quick to to label that bus and because they don't want that player but it, it's really hard to judge and to grade something based off of something you haven't seen exactly yeah 49ers have horrible creators of content Rough Raider 76. I was about to say your name. I'm glad I didn't, but I appreciate your comment. I just want to say Raider fans don't deserve Cody and Kenny. I love you guys. I don't deserve Kenny, and I don't deserve all the the good uh, uh, listenership we always have. We always have a a great audience and great commenters. Um, Love you guys always chiming in and being level-headed. It seems like we have a pretty optimistic uh, audience. Obviously, pessimistic people aren't going to like listening to me too much. I always see glass half full. But yeah. that's kind of why we watch football for me, you know, right? Mm-hmm. We try and enjoy it. And it's like kind of a fun. little getaway from life. You know, you yep. don't want, like, you know, there's everyone has struggles in their life. I want to, you know, get in here and watch Raiders football and unplug. And, yeah, they still piss me off. But Of course. You know. It's just, I mean, it's just like any relationship, right? You know, you, you, you can be in a relationship, but that relationship's going to make you mad sometimes. Yeah. But you can't walk around in that relationship and be pissed off perpetually. Yeah. You know, you can't go into it with, you know, with poop colored glasses and, and say, well, this is this is just the worst thing ever. And I'm going to go into this pissed off every day. Like, you can't do that. So I look at things like, hey, you know, let's let's make the best of it. Yeah. 
I see Carlos, the 49er fan, still in there. Vinny Thomas, giving thanks to the Winers for trading with us so that we can get Marig. I, I agree. Shout out to your 49ers in there. Uh, Trayvon will be the best. I love it. Honestly, it, it's, we're a defense away from actually like making a playoff run. I agree. I mean. I agree. Top 20. Give us top 20. Only time we had top 20 is 2016. Yeah. The year that we always talk about. But that's what we're trying to do again. But be better. Because I feel like that yeah. wasn't even like that. Uh, I mean, you can have any opinion you want, but I feel like that wasn't that good of a team. But they were clutch and they were committed and they and they yeah. loved playing football. That, yeah. And I feel like that's what we were missing last year. I felt like we had the talent last year too, but it just felt like when things started to you know kind of slip away, and things weren't always going good. A loss or two, a bad, yeah. bad loss after that. After that KC loss, it was. And what's sad is, it, it, is there was no excuse for that either because it was such a close game. But there was no. There was no leadership in that defensive locker room. And I think that a few players have, have come out and spoke about that and said that, you know, there, was, there wasn't a lot of discipline. There wasn't leadership. I think that Paul mm-hmm. Gunther was not, you know, uh, Will Compton said it best. You know, good coach, good guy, horrible leader of men. Mm-hmm. You know, when you have 22 plays for third down mm-hmm. and you're throwing the kitchen sink at your team and they don't know what they're doing, that's a big, big problem. So I think that Gus Bradley coming in, making things easier. We look at his defenses that he's had. Yeah. I mean, you've had the Legion of Boom. You've had Saxonville. You had this Charger defense that even with, like, 15 players out, they were still a top-20 defense. Yeah. And they created turnovers. I think that's the biggest thing. Is they, this is a defense that can create turnovers, and they went out and got some guys that can fly around, they can get after it, and they can, you know, make some havoc in, in the defense. Jimmy Morrissey is going to be the first jersey I get. <laughs> so, who popped in there? Um, Gotham Avenger. He's saying, Marek, jersey season. For sure, whose jersey you guys gonna get first? I got the custom leatherhead jersey, right? That's mine. Uh, I'm not buying a jersey. You're not buying a jersey? No, I'm, I'm gonna... not buying Beth a jersey. That's for sure. No, buy Beth. A... Actually, I'm gonna stop that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll stop it right there. <laughs> buy Beth a Aaron Rodgers jersey. <laughs> oh, oh man, uh, I knew where this was gonna go. Gosh dang! She's never gonna have a car jersey. That's for no, sure. No, 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 not touching that. Wait until wait until he wins a couple of Super Bowls and retires. The and bad luck, yeah. Then you get the bad luck. He can, yeah. she can get the retirement stuff. Yeah. yeah, can't we can't pop that on her too soon. The only thing is, yeah, I mean, she has the Woodson jersey. That's fine. It took me a long time to even get a car jersey. I'm not a quarterback guy, believe it or not. Nobody's ever gonna believe what? me when I say that. I'm just I've never <laughs> been a quarterback guy. Like it, the quarterback position was never the flashy thing. I always got DBs. See, I always got D linemen. Oh yes, yeah. and I had a Janikowski jersey, but that was because me and Janikowski are friends, and so I I felt like I yeah. had to get one. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a Richard Sherman, I had a Warren Sapp, I yeah. had a Khalil Mack. I always had the defensive lineman jerseys. I'm telling you, I'm a I'm a DB guy, and I, I've, obviously I've got I can do running back. I got a 33. Too. You know? Oh I'm, yeah, I wonder why. Only because my name's on it. <laughs> Good stuff. So guys, as we close out, drop in the comments where you're listening from. Uh are watching from we're going to be turning this into a podcast and dropping more yeah. podcasts here pretty soon so as soon as we're done recording this uh we're going to hop back in you know obviously with no video feed so subscribe training table podcast on any podcast platform yeah. apple spotify pandora um or even subscribe to kenny king's youtube channel just search kenny king 
Uh, we're gonna we're gonna be popping out some podcasts here on my feed as well. There could be some changes to my feed in the near future, but I'm still gonna pump something out this weekend for you guys to wrap up everything and hopefully talk about. We're gonna see kind of some of these undrafted guys. Yeah, talk about them a little bit and see who's popping in. And you never know with them, but it would be cool to see maybe one or two make the roster. But no, we're sitting out of the voluntary OTAs. Could still yeah. be some guys that show up and work, um, but at least this year I think there'll be a bigger possibility of undrafted guys being able to make the roster now. Yeah, I also think the Raiders are probably going to make some more noise in free agency. There's still mm-hmm. some guys out there and Yeah. You know, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't Richard put Sherman. I, I hope so, please. That'd be great. I wouldn't put it past Gus Bradley to bring a couple of, of of his guys in. You bring in a Melvin Ingram, bring in a Casey Hayward, a Richard Sherman. I think that those are all, you know, guys that could come in and you know, potentially, you know, get a spot. Philip Buchanan. Philip Buchanan is dope. Wasn't he the Philip Buchanan? Yeah, it wasn't he like the uh, he was the better of the two. So that was the year that two cornerbacks were taken from Miami. Mike Rump went to San Francisco, yeah. and Phil, uh, Philip Buchanan came to the Raiders. Philip wasn't bad. Mike Rump was terrible. He's up there at the top of all time Raider interceptions too. Yeah, yeah, he was think, solid. Yeah, something like that. So yeah, I see you guys in there. I said California, you're close. I could throw a rock at you probably. Um, KC, listen from KC from in- enemy territory. Huh? That's I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's cool, though. San Jose, California, Oakland. See you guys in there. See you guys in there. So cool. Raider Nation, thanks for tuning in. Kenny King, yeah. it, was, it was a pleasure sitting with you doing a live show in the studio. It's been good. First ever live guest. Basically, not really guest, but live co-host. And it was cool. So we're going to wrap this thing up. Hope you guys enjoyed the draft. Start picking out what jersey you're going to get. Maybe a Richard Sherman jersey. That'd be nice. And uh, we'll be looking forward to dropping some more podcasts and content for you guys. So, peace. Bye, guys.